And here we are with the Step Zero podcast once again. Today I'm joined by Holly Maria Creed, um, global mobility expert. Holly, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Matteo, for having me. It's it's such a pleasure. We, you know, I was just telling you uh, a few minutes ago that I I am really ignorant about about the topic we're about to discuss, which is global mobility and mental health. I. I feel like I should have known more about global mobility because I've been in it myself, sort of like indirectly. Um, but uh, there is not, I didn't find a lot of information about global mobility and mental health on the internet until I came across your, your activity and your blog. So uh, before we get specifically into that, uh, may I ask you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your own background? Yes, so my name's Holly. Um, I've been in global mobility uh, since I graduated um, with, ironically, a BA and MA in history. And then I actually joined a graduate scheme where I specialised in US and UK expatriation uh, taxes. Um, I enjoyed taxes, but obviously um, I kind of suddenly heard about this new concept called mobility. Um, and then found out it wasn't that new and it had been around for years and fell in love with it and moved myself more into helping companies transform their global mobility functions, so processes, policies, and also helping uh, individuals on assignment um, or who've moved to a different country. Um, in 2018, um, with my co-founder, Natalie Chapman, we actually started uh, the NextGen GM, which is a global mobility forum aimed at individuals with 15 years or less experience in the industry. Um, we did this because we noticed there was a bit of a gap, but equally, we wanted to focus on different topics and different aspects of global mobility which we saw as important and were sometimes overlooked. Um, during 2020 we've had a real big drive for um, mental health and well-being, um, acknowledging that obviously it's been a tough year so many individuals are suffering a mental health concern but imagine if you feel a bit low right now how would you feel if you weren't in your home or you weren't with your family? So the idea of good mental health well-being for expats is something that is very close to my heart because I think it is often overlooked and it really shouldn't be. Hmm, interesting. And, and may I ask, like, based on this, what came first? Was it your interest for in, in global mobility or was it your interest in, in mental health? Like how did you come to combine the two? Um, I think it's a mixture of both. Um, so I went on assignment um, back in 2012 and I'm very open that it wasn't great. I spent a lot of my time ringing my partner and even my mother. Um, in tears basically and all I wanted to do was come home. Um, flash forward three years later I went to the same location on assignment again, absolutely loved it and didn't want to come home and 
the only difference was that I was actually supported by the Globe Mobility team and there were provisions in place to make sure that I did have a good experience and I was looked after. But also as well, I have a family member who has suffered with bipolar um, for nearly 20 years now. And I think there's a lot of stigma and a lot of sometimes negativity towards mental health. And I think the more you talk about it and the more you become comfortable with it, it's actually will help us all have better mental health and well-being. And I think when we were preparing for this, I even said to you, I could tell you loads about my physical health and people wouldn't find that weird. But if I suddenly started doing a monologue about my mental health, people would probably feel a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, that's that's so right. And and I appreciate you sharing this. And I guess my my doubt or my question, so to speak, like would it be given your personal experience, would you say that to be successful in global mobility, do you need to be well traveled? Do you need to be uh, to be sort of a to have been an assignee uh, before before being an assigner? Um, I always say yes and no. I think you can be good at global mobility if you haven't been on assignment. But I think if you have been on assignment, it gives you an edge because it helps you understand the different issues and concerns individuals face. But equally, as I say, you kind of then get a sense of what is a problem and what is not a problem mm -hmm. because you've kind of lived and breathed it yourself. Mm -hmm. So I do think though, if you want to work in global mobility, you kind of have to like people and different cultures because you really can be dealing with about 10, 20 different nationalities a day. Mm -hmm. And if you're someone who's very much in your little box and you don't want to step outside of it, then dealing with people who've had very different life experiences to yourself may be quite hard. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. And the reason I asked, you know, I like I told you, I made some... I did some research and, and you know, it's, it's sort of shameful, shameful to say that, but I, I really didn't know much about global mobility before, before talking to you. And, and I realized very quickly that clearly global mobility is an industry of service, right? So you do, you, have const, you are constantly in service of other people. You need to sort of like stretch yourself and really help people with, with tons of relocation, aspects that most people would sort of like shy away from and uh, and so it's there's there's a lot of like very um let's say complicated components to that and then i came across the the playbook that you that you guys uh, you know that you published with uh, with next gem and there's one aspect that i particularly liked where uh, it says that 90 percent of the time you'll be asked something like you know have you had an international experience before do you know what i'm going through and can you connect with that so the, the people who go on assignment sometimes expect to be to be sort of like handled by people who have been through that or or know at least what it feels like to be on assignment no totally agree and that was a brilliant playbook entry um the playbook is uh, written by cheryl young and that was actually from jennifer king who is a amazing um mumpreneur um, based in Germany 
and it's very insightful and I think it shows what you hear as global mobility professionals um, because I think sometimes we are very quick to make judgments about the individuals who are going on assignment and I always say in the past to my team some people are pains in the beep but equally sometimes they do have valid problems and we have to listen whether we think it's valid or we don't. Now, I've had some ridiculous things being said to me. Um, for example, one individual complained to me about my team and I was like, oh my gosh, what's gone on? And my um, junior said, just read the email and you'll understand. And he was complaining about uh, London tube closures and the fact that we hadn't stopped it. Now, I would like to say I am obviously in charge of Transport for London, but unfortunately, global mobility professionals don't quite have that power. So when you get stuff like that, you kind of have to just, I'll be honest, tell someone to calm down. But then when you do get then someone else who's saying, I really cannot find a house or I cannot find a school for my child, please help. You kind of need to actually go, no, that's actually a problem and let me help you. So let me let me say, you know, when we when we connect global mobility with mental health, now I have a I have a, a fairly bad idea about global mobility. Uh, let's let's see how we can tie that to the mental health topic. And I, I clearly see the challenge for both sides of the coin, right? Like you have you have definitely uh, you know stressful challenges for uh, people who work in global mobility, but also people who are on assignment. Like are these? Do you feel like that currently in the global mobility sphere are these two sides of the coin equally treated? Are they both relevant to global mobility? I think they're both relevant. Global mobility professionals, if we take that one first, they overwork themselves and literally, I don't know a global mobility professional who doesn't do at least 50, 60 hour weeks. And if you think about that just logically as a human being, that's not good. Like we should be kind of looking maybe at that's a worst case scenario week and you do it once or twice a year, not all the time so I think global mobility professionals are terrible at looking after themselves but and this could actually explain the next part that they're not the best sometimes at dealing with people's mental health and well-being issues and I do sometimes wonder if it's because they're so tired and grumpy that they don't know which way to turn I'm a great believer that to actually kind of do a good job and have that kind of moment of clarity and reflection that you can help another, you kind of have to be in a good um, state yourself. And if you're tired and if you're stressed, well, I know from my own experience that I am not in the best shape of mind to help anyone. So let alone deal with someone that maybe needs that extra hand holding. And I think then for employees who've gone on assignment, when we then don't actually deal with them, and when I, I do mean deal with them and help them, it has very far-reaching consequences under performance and 
failure of the assignment, but more importantly, it could have repercussions in their personal life and also their mental health and well-being. We have to remember their stress, they've got to unpack, they're expected to be on the ground doing a job and they may not even be able to find their underwear because it's in one box that they still haven't found. So I think sometimes we need to have more patience and we need to understand that our attitude and lack of empathy could actually be a driving force causing mental health concerns. That makes so much sense. And, and I speak, you know, on, on behalf of those people of obviously, you know, so-called globetrotters or I've traveled quite a bit. I, I, I've traveled quite a bit myself for studies or for work. You know, I've been to, I've been to, to England, to China, to Belgium. And now I'm based in Germany. And I know what it means to, to travel either for studies or for work in this case. And I, I really, you know, I really empathize with people who need to, uh, you know, fit within a new, not necessarily a new culture, you know, but uh, definitely new, new country, even a new street, you know, you don't, you maybe you don't have contacts. And, and like we were discussing before, like you miss your, you miss your family. And there are certain aspects like logistic, logistic aspects that you need other people to take care of for you. And, and this is a really, this is a really difficult situation. But, you know, and going back to the first side of the coin, so to speak, uh, where you mentioned that, you know, people working in global mobility are usually terrible at looking after themselves. And we speak about 50, 60 hour per week, which is, which is a really intense week. Um, is this the side of the coin that next gen uh, global mobility mainly takes care of? Um, I think this is kind of something that we try and advocate and it's more like and why we're actually producing with heart relocation and mental health and well-being toolkit and we've actually dedicated a whole module to looking after yourself and it really does go back to that you cannot look after others if you are not taking care of yourself you are not going to be in your best frame of mind you're not even going to have the patience to sometimes listen to individuals and I think sometimes we get so bogged down and I'll be honest bogged down with the wrong stuff that we completely forget our main purpose is to actually look after this individual and you could say they're counting on you to guide them to support them to be that shoulder to cry on and there's been a swing in the last few years with global mobility where we're becoming so focused on being strategic that I think we are forgetting our primary purpose is not to provide data analytics, but to actually look after someone and ensure they get from A to B and back successfully. So I think we need to just take a step back, look after ourselves and actually go, you know what, it's not important that we do that data analytics project. It's actually important that we look after those individuals who've gone on assignment in Australia. Hmm. It really makes me think. So let's maybe double down on, on if that's all right, on next-gen yes. global mobility. Um, so, you know, who is um, supposed to join this, uh, let, let me call it a movement, because I, I, I browsed around your website. There's tons of information that I find extremely useful. 
we mentioned the playbook, you have a blog, but you have like, uh, you have very different activities. So, you know, who do you hope to attract on, on Next Gen Gem? We spoke about, you know, those professionals who have less than 15 years of experience. What can they hope to, to achieve by joining Next Gen Gem? I think really we just want people to look at things differently and maybe think about stuff like mental health and well-being, diversity and inclusion. And as I say to people, diversity and inclusion is very important because if you don't feel included, that's basically going back to high school and bullying and that's not good for your mental health and well-being as well. So it all interconnects. And I think that's one of those things at NextGen we're really trying to highlight to people is you don't have to do things how we've always done it. Change is great for a purpose. I'm a big um, supporter of change for a purpose, not change for the sake of change, to be trendy, dare I say. Um, but I think it's you, we just like to offer an open environment where everyone's free to discuss what they want to get out of their careers, but equally how they can potentially expand their network, expand their knowledge, and even create relationships where they will actually, in turn, create partnerships and ensure that the individual's that we service, we look after, are helped a hundred times better. Hmm. Would, would you say that uh, the global mobility industry, in this sense, is a very traditional industry? I mean, like before, you know, initiatives such as yours, like, was there many other initiatives that were tackling this issue? Um, uh, there are other forums and they are amazing, um, but they don't quite have the same focus on mental health as we do. And I think that's because I think it's how we're set up. Myself and Natalie are kind of, it's me and Natalie and we have the lovely um, Vicky who helps us as well with um, formatting and making sure we do everything on time. <laughs> um, so I think we kind of have created this environment where you can do whatever you want and there isn't really a structure there isn't a predefined we need to cover this each year it's you know what this is what we think we should do and let's go full throttle in it and I think that's why we've done the big focus on mental health and well-being um, this year which is culminating in a fundraising webinar on Wednesday the 16th of December for a mental health charity because we're very passionate about it and we have the opportunity to kind of show that passion to everyone else but equally because we're not so shall we say predefined in terms of what we will do for content we can do whatever we want within reason <laughs> yeah that makes sense and I, I love that you offer this flexibility and like i said you know it could be being an external landing on landing on your on your initiative which is way more you know it's it's something um it's something bigger than that so i don't mean to minimize it by saying initiative but uh, i feel like there's like i said there's so much information and even for somebody who is uh, who is um, not part of the industry uh, I, I i think it's something that can be 
laterally applied to, to many other verticals, to many other, other, other categories and industries. Um, and, and, you know, based on, on the flexibility that you offer on the, on the content plan, may I ask, like, is it something that you come up with because, let's say, people participating to the forum uh, speak up and maybe you notice that there was a trend in, uh, in mental health being um, a topic that many people were addressing at the same time? I think that is exactly why and it's it really goes back to that passion that we have for it and I don't want to ever see anyone suffer unnecessarily without knowing that we have done everything that we can to make sure they're in the best place they can be you're not going to win it all and sometimes things are the way they are and you can't change that but I think we all have the power to, shall we say, make our best effort to make it better and help individuals. But sometimes you need a little bit of spark of inspiration. And that's why we've really kind of gone hard with this, probably annoyingly hard, because I think people need that motivation, that inspiration. And as we were saying with our partner for this heart relocation, if it helps just one person, that's a victory. Because like I said at the beginning, mental health and well-being is a jarring topic. People do not like talking about it. And there's such a stigma. And I sometimes think a cultural stigma. I'm British and the concept of stiff upper lip and carry on it's not great for your mental health because you then bottle everything up and you then don't actually express that issue, that concern that you're facing. I always say everyone could do, do with having a counsellor purely because everyone needs someone that they can just openly talk to. And you can't always do that with even your partner, your best friend, because you just don't want to sometimes say it out loud. Hmm. Yeah, that's, you know, may, may I ask, um, what do you see, you know, and, and this might be a senseless question, but like, what do you see being the main mental health challenges that, that you know, could be or could not be uh, specific to the global mobility industry? I think depression is a big one. Um, you're taken away from your home, you're potentially by yourself, you potentially are not included because you're, diff you're different, um, so you don't have the same cultural norms, or you might even be the boss, so you can't exactly mingle, shall we say, with some of your employees because it's just maybe not culturally appropriate. And when you think about it like that, it then can make you quite sad, lonely, depressed, and then that can quickly spiral. So I think with global mobility, one of the things we do need to be mindful of is actually making sure people are not depressed. And would you say, you know, this, this is more of a, I guess, both a curiosity of mine and, uh, and just like, you know, something that I believe is very informational, uh, would you say, you know, when talking about depression for, for professionals in, in global mobility or outside of it, 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 do you see more of a, of a preventative approach or an interventional approach to it? 
I think unfortunately it's after the fact and when it's gotten so bad there's little that can be done while bringing someone home and very intensive counselling and potentially um, prescription drugs there's kind of no and I think this is something we need to do more checking in and even if it is just quickly sending an email like a month after someone's arrived at their new location going just checking are you okay is everything fine um let give me a ring if you've got any problems um because that could then help you see that if someone gives you a ring um as i once had an assignee uh, do and we we had a lot of problems with this individual and we did try and pull him off assignment, but he wouldn't listen. And in the end, he then just promptly left and returned home. Um, it was a strange situation. <laughs> um, but when he rung me up to talk, he didn't talk at all about his assignment. He just talked about his current situation with, ironically, his partner. Um, and I was like, oh, that doesn't sound good. And oh wow she's got that many shoes and it was something then I spoke to his manager and said look I'm not going to tell you the full details but I think he's struggling because I don't know many people who would ring up a complete stranger and basically complain about their partner and complain about stuff such as the color of cutlery um and I was like, I think he needs to come home. And he didn't. And it was more his decision, like I said. But it all ended very badly. Wow. And this, and this shows really, you know, for people who are, not, who are not, again, in the industry, it shows how working in global mobility really goes way beyond, you know, designing entry requirements or talking about policies and frameworks and, and best practices. Like, there's a lot more to that. It is really heavily... Uh, you know, service-based uh, work and service-based job. So, you know, we're we're approaching sort of the end of our discussion. Unfortunately, let me let me ask you if you could give a piece of advice both to you know people who are entering the mobility, the global mobility industry, and people who are uh, about to go on assignment. And I know it's two different things, but like, what would it be? I think it would probably the same thing never be afraid to ask for help and no problem is a small problem so you may think it's insignificant in comparison to someone else's situation but if it's important to you then it is something that matters it may be that you do not like the fact that your apartment is in a certain location okay, yes, you've got your health, you're fine. But if that is then causing you to feel drained, to feel depressed, that's a problem. And then to the global mobility professionals, don't belittle these problems. Because imagine if you were in that situation and you were reaching out to someone and they were dismissive, that's just going to make you feel a hundred times worse. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing this. Um, Holly, what's next for next-gen global mobility and what do you hope to achieve, let's say, in the next year? 
So we've got our big webinar on Wednesday, the 16th of December, where we're fundraising for the mental health charity Mind. We're very excited about that. We have a magician and we even have an auction. So we're going to don some very different hats. Don't worry, we're not doing the magic. And then next year, we're concluding our yearly focus on mental health and well-being with the launch of our toolkit that focuses on this for global mobility professionals and employee assignments before we move to our focus for 2021, which will, I can exclusively reveal, be um, when bad things happen. Um, so that sounds very vague, but it's looking and kind of continuation on mental health, but looking at how we deal with when bad stuff happens on assignment and how we can actually, we can't prevent it, but how can we actually make it better for individuals? That's, that's extremely interesting. And I, I appreciate you sharing this and we'll make sure we'll include, you know, in the in notes of our discussion, all this relevant details. Um, Holly, once again, thank you so much. Like, should people want to know more or get in touch with you? What's the best way to do so? Um, just go on to nextgengm.com. Um, we have a contact us page with our email addresses, our Instagram and LinkedIn information. So please go to the website and that's the, probably the best way to contact us. We usually get back to people within about 24 to 48 hours. That's impressive. And, you know, hats off to you, Natalie and Vicky, for all the incredible job that you're doing. I really hope that this discussion will, you know, will reach more people, will give a little additional visibility to next-gen uh, global mobility. And hopefully, you know, in the future, we can check back with you and, and do this again. That would be lovely. Thank you so much, Matteo. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you.